Welcome. Uh, it's another episode of uh, Ask Tyler, or, or we, I need a new name for that show, but the uh, the Ask Tyler show, which is now going to be the Monday show, and then I'll have my uh, topic show on, on Tuesdays. Uh, so I want to welcome you. I have a special guest. You notice uh, none of my co-hosts are here. Um, they're all gone. And um, I have a special guest who agreed to come on the show an hour ago. So I, it's funny. I um, the last episode. It's if, if any of you are longtime Tyler fans, really long time. Last episode of the Dynasty Duo ever. Probably most people here probably don't know what even that show is. Patrick and I recorded together. I didn't know it would be the last show, but it was. Well, I didn't um, realize that was the last show. You didn't know it was the, no. We didn't know it was the last show when we were doing it. I thought you were just yeah. filling in for CJ. Um, mm-hmm. but is that the last time we recorded anything t- together? I think so. It's been a while, like. I work during the days, and Tuesday nights are my usually busy nights at home, so we haven't done anything. Yeah, I just wasn't sure if I got you on a draft show at some point. Nope, I don't think so. Okay. Um, well, maybe we'll have to get you on during the NFL draft this year. For sure. I can make, a, make an appearance or two. Yeah, I'm, I'm going um, to start planning that. In case anyone doesn't know, uh, last year, I was live for every minute of round two, round one, and round uh, day one and day two of the NFL draft. I was very sick during those two shows, like very sick. So it was it was a time. Uh, luckily, I had a lot of great guests uh, to help kind of carry me through, but I was not not having a fun time. Um, so hopefully, I'm not sick this year. But you know, we'll have to see. Uh, it'll it'll be something to look forward to. I always look forward to it. I usually start planning that honestly soon uh mm-hmm. you know sometime in the beginning or middle of march is when i start looking to that show um and then uh tomorrow at 7 30 eastern we can look forward to a dynasty startup mock draft with picks with picks it's going to be very exciting uh ryan set that up for us and we're going to have a lot of uh, exciting guests uh dynasty outhouse will be joining us which is such a coincidence he said he wanted to do dynasty startup mocks with picks and uh, uh, well, how coincidental. The show he's coming on just happens to be a Dynasty Startup Mock with Picks. It's not a coincidence. Um, I usually change the show topic for the guests. The show's rigged. The show is actually very rigged. Um, no, it, it is. I, I do. When, when I have guests on on the topic show, I, I often change the topic of the show to accommodate the guests. Um, on, uh, on the 28th, I'm going to have Matt Hicks. What a surprise. That show is going to be about rookies stunning right that that show is going to be about rookies um so yeah you know that that's how you get the best out of your guests is um uh, we, we couldn't make this whole show about the packers so unfortunately we couldn't do that today although i could talk about the packers for a whole show i mean i absolutely um let's see what was i gonna do well we have some news um why don't we um well first i just want to thank everyone for being here secondly I want to thank Patrick again for doing the show last minute. Uh, Conan is away somewhere. He, Yeah, so he's not here. He'll be back next week, I assume. Um, and then everyone else is also away or, or doing other things. Um, pretty sure we'll have like six people on the show tomorrow. So it'll be very crowded. Um, and so yeah, if you're here, like, uh, leave a comment, subscribe, hit the notifications bell. Uh, you can always use a super chat if you want to support me. Uh, and the YouTube channel help me pay for the stream yard that I pay for out of my own pocket. Um, and uh, Patreon, if you're interested, 
and getting uh, like personalized advice from me and also looking into my Patreon spreadsheet and the Discord. Uh, I have my Patreon. You know, the $5 a month tier gets you the spreadsheet, uh, the Discord, and, and pretty much is a good start to help you through your Dynasty Leagues. And, you know, you know otherwise, if you're interested in really going back and forth with me, the more expensive tiers uh, are a way to do that. I'll walk you through your startup. I actually haven't walked anyone through a startup in a long time. I don't know. It's because I've had so many long-term patrons. Haven't had a lot. And long-term patrons, you know, have their existing teams. They keep working with the teams that we've been working on. Haven't had a lot of new patrons join at the higher tiers lately. So, you know, I would love to uh, keep doing that. Um, yeah. Okay. I think that's, that's all my, uh, business stuff. Um, you were just so, your, uh, spreadsheet. I did. How much is just your spreadsheet right now? For the, oh, for the um, that, uh, that Venmo offer. Uh, yeah. So I, I put that on, I can put the link to that. So yeah, if you don't feel like having a recurring charge, well, thanks for reminding me about that. Um, yeah. If you don't feel like having a recurring charge, um, I have a Venmo thing. You can click on it there. Uh, and you just get the spreadsheet for the rest of the offseason. And, um, yeah, for the rest of the offseason, it'll be uh, $15. I lowered lowered the price uh, because of Valentine's Day. And then it's just going to stay lower. I thought I was doing a nice thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Let's see. So, Packers fan. Aaron Jones stays in Green Bay. What do you think about that? With all the money that's tied up in so many different areas, when the Packers first re-signed Aaron Jones, it, I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought it was gone to Miami that year. There's no chance Aaron Jones returns to the Packers back in 2021. And then he does. And he just made more in the last two years than any other running back other than CMC. How are you doing that while paying $50 million for Aaron Rodgers? Never knowing who your quarterback's going to be, but you know who your first string running back is. I know. And you're paying way above market value. Is Aaron Jones extremely talented? Hell yes. Can, I get the, can they get the same production from someone in the second round this year? Possibly. They were just in a bad situation, you know, like they had that contract. It was like $20 million. There was so much dead cap. I understand why they did it. Um, but now they've put themselves in a situation where they have $12.3 in dead cap next year. So like. It's just pushing it down the line and hoping that these TV deals are going to keep raising the cap more and more and more. But. You're, you're playing a numbers game and just hoping that things are going to go well and you're not going to end up with another COVID season that that puts a shitter on the cap. Yeah. I, I think I, – I don't even – I don't even know what they're doing really. Like, they're not going to have any money to sign any anybody. Oh, today is actually an important day for the Packers. It's the day that all those contracts void. <laughs> Robert Tunyon being one of them. He's the only fantasy relevant player involved in that. But his contract voids today. So unless he uh, receives an extension, then he'll be a free agent. Uh, which I fully... I fully expect yep. Yeah, they, yeah, he is... Uh, he's just okay. He'll, he'll go get like a two-year, two $8 million contract somewhere and be serviceable. 
he'll be on everyone's radar for tight end two, tight end three this year. Yeah, he's just yeah. a guy. Nothing, yeah. nothing more. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, that's the Aaron Ro- uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is out of his darkness retreat, or still in the darkness retreat. I don't know when he officially went into it. I'd guess he comes out of it like Tuesday. I'm so. Are you of the opinion of that you're so over it? Yep. Yeah, because I'm so over it. Like, I am tired of hearing of Aaron Rodgers. I, I would assume he's going to be a Raider. I'm not 100% sure, but that seems where we're going. Raiders Raiders or Jets, and I feel like the Jets are going to wait too long to pull the trigger and end up missing out on everyone that they thought they were going to get. Yeah. I do think Derek Carr, though, is going to sign first. I think that's going to happen first. I think it's going to happen very soon. Although I do think the, the trade aspect may may finalize in theory and be announced before the NFL free market even opens. I agree with that also. Similar, similar to the way the Stafford trade went down with Detroit and L.A. a few years back. I just think Derek Carr could wrap up this week. Like, I think it's going to be soon. Do you think he's going to announce it this soon? Yes, because you want to, at this point, everyone is still a suitor. So you can pit everyone against each other. And then, but if you wait too long, then teams are going to make other plans. So they're going to do other things. And then you're not going to be able to get as much money. I, I think you get a lot from the Jets right now. But aren't we, aren't we te- technically in a dead period for free agents, though? No, because he uh, was cut. So he okay. can sign. Okay, so he doesn't fall into those same rules. No, as he doesn't. Same... That's that's why he, that's why he wanted to be cut because he gotcha. has such a huge advantage. He can sign a free agent contract now. Gotcha. I didn't realize that the shift in rules there. Yeah, it, it's it puts him in a unique uh, position of leverage. Yes, he can just I go mean, and negotiate say, for himself. Uh yeah. I mean, I would say that he, the Jets are interested, and the Jets are going to offer him more money than he was making before. So. Mm-hmm. I think that rules out the Saints because the Saints were not willing to pay his original contract. So I, I think the Saints are pretty much ruled out. I, I think they're kind of off the table. Their cap situation is too – they're not going to be able to compete with the Jets' offer. The Jets have a very good salary cap situation. They mm-hmm. can afford it. They can afford forty some structure of it, but they can afford to pay Derek Carr what he was making before, if not more. Whereas no, none of the other teams, the Bucks are not in a great salary cap space. They're someone they're better off than the Saints, but not much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Panthers can afford it, but I don't know if they're really going that way. And then there are a few other teams, but it's looking like it's trending toward the Jets to me at this mm-hmm. point. I thought it was going to be the Bucks, but the Bucks haven't really made like a significant effort uh, toward Derek Carr. They were the odds favorites, like, the day he was released. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of feels like they've gone another way. Most definitely. What do you think about the Falcons? I know there's not been much buzz with them at all. Where, where do you see their quarterback situation going? Yeah. To be honest, I think the Falcons are too far away. Like, yes, they had the same record as the Saints, but I think the Falcons roster is much worse. I think the Falcons roster is worse. Mm-hmm. They're worse. I think the Falcons kind of thing where they are so far away. They were one of the teams going into 2022 that I thought was in the worst situation overall. No quarterback, no salary cap space, no real extra draft picks, 
no advantage. Nothing. Nothing good about them. I think they're so far away. I, I don't think a Band-Aid is going to help them. Derek Carr, if you're Derek Carr, would you rather go to the Jets or the Falcons? I just don't, I don't see the Falcons being able to compete in that market. I, I think the teams that can offer Derek Carr a chance to win are the Jets and the Bucks. And the Bucks have not made moves toward signing Derek Carr. So <laughs> those were always the two favorites for me after the Saints trade fell through. So after that didn't happen, the Jets and the Bucks are the two most likely. And it looks like right now the Jets are the favorite. Uh, the Bucks have offensive weapons. That's why I would look at mm -hmm. them as another alternative. The Saints, Falcons, I don't know. Um, I mean, the offensive weapons are not bad, but, you know, there's a lot of work to do there. The Jets are really the tempting one. There's a lot of potential there. Yeah. It could be a, re it could be a really fun team to watch. I do think um, Elijah Moore will be very overrated if Derek Carr, because Derek Carr is not going to save Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore was terrible no matter who, no matter who played no matter which quarterback it was. He was bad with all of them. He was bad with all of them. So he's someone I would be a sell for me, no matter who the he's, Jets got. He's bad with coaching. He's bad with the coaches. Yeah, it's weird because the he's, same He's in the proverbial doghouse. Yeah, and you know who Elijah Moore reminds me a little bit of? Just a little. Are you going to say Brandon Ayuk? No. Before? No, no. Brandon Ayuk Ayuk's is not be good. Now, the, the, the one before Brandon Ayuk. Right team, wrong player, Dante Pettis. Oh, Dante Pettis, someone who had it's almost the same career path. Someone who had a very strong six to seven game stretch in their rookie year, was very hyped, came out in year two and did nothing, and then just never really got their act together. So he kind of reminds me of. They're not even that, they're actually not that different. They have a lot in common. I just, Elijah Moore to me is someone where I think. At this point, it wasn't like he was hurt. He was available. Other receivers at times, Garrett Wilson, were very good. You know, even Corey Davis was able to produce. Elijah Moore just kind of did nothing. And it's so scary that it was a whole year of nothing. And I think that, you know, he's someone that Derek Carr, while Derek Carr might be okay, like Derek Carr is not going to save him. Aaron Rodgers might. I still think Aaron Rodgers is better for fantasy. Derek Carr. Obviously, I'd rather have Derek Carr in Dynasty because he's eight years younger. But I think for <laughs> next year, I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback for my fantasy weapons than I would Derek Carr. I think yep. the team with Aaron Rodgers, as in Devontae Adams, I think will be better with Aaron Rodgers than he was with Derek Carr. Darren Waller is will be better off with Aaron Rodgers coming in over Derek Carr as an upgrade. You know, for Hunter Renfro, I think Aaron Rodgers is an upgrade, not a downgrade. So that's yep. my, my opinion about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but, of course, the age uh, will make me lean toward Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr has four or five years left. I think Aaron <laughs> Rodgers has two. Like, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to go to a new team, say, I'm, I'm going to play for two years, and then I think he's going to retire. I, I think Aaron Rodgers, you can count on exactly two years, probably no more, no less. So keep that in mind. Derek Carr, I don't see Derek Carr's career as anywhere near being over. Uh, I think he still has it. All right, let's get into some of these questions. Yeah, let's go. Uh, 12 team, Superflex, half PPR, start nine. Well, this is a lot, all right. 
You have 102, 101, 102, 108, 111, 224 first, receive Josh Allen and Justin Jefferson. Well, I never see Josh Allen traded. I never see Justin Jefferson traded. I never see the 101 traded. So that's <laughs> a lot of uh, crazy pieces. Oh, that's... All right. The start nine is, is making me lean the Josh Allen, Justin Jefferson side. Think you, so. got your, you got your three first, and you have two guaranteed top tier quarterback one through either Josh Allen's going to be their quarterback one, two, or three next year. Justin Jefferson's going to be wide receiver one, two, or three next year if they stay healthy. You're guaranteeing that for two spots on your lineup every single week. How much on top of the 101 would you give for Justin Jefferson? 110. Okay. Yeah, for me, 101 and 111 is about right for Justin Jefferson. Bijan and 111 for Justin Jefferson is about right. So then for the rest of it, it's 102, 108, and 224 first for Josh Allen. So essentially, I'm trading probably Bryce Young, 224 firsts, and 108 for Josh Allen. It's the kind of thing. If I had these picks, this is not my style. I'm not going to do this. I'm not, I don't do this. This is, you know, this is an overpay uh, value wise. I, I think if you put it in a trade calc, it would prefer the pick side. Um, and I just don't do this. I don't do this. I don't find, I don't do this because in a startup, I would never recommend trading up this way. I would never trade up this way. If you put all this stuff in a startup uh, at where the players would go, and I took the names away, you'd prefer the package side on, most people would prefer the package side on the left. If you, if you looked at it that way. Mm-hmm. When you put in the names, it makes, you see Josh Allen and Justin Jefferson, I think it makes you go toward the other side. But if you actually look at the value, put in a trade calc or look at a startup, it's going to lean me toward the package of picks. Of course, if I have Josh Allen and Justin Jefferson uh, and I'm competing, I don't know if I can give them up for this, but this is the kind of offer it would take. I'd probably like a little bit more. But I, I don't think I would give this. It's a little expensive. It's it feels like you're rushing to get through your rebuild if you're giving that. I agree with that. I don't and see any I reason. There's, there's other weaknesses to your roster if you're making that trade. If you have all those picks to do that. I'm just never on the side of I'm never on the side of giving away all this stuff. Very rare. Does it matter where Bijan goes or is he number one regardless of destination? Um Given the quality of this class, I think it's unlikely that uh, Bijan can be displaced of 101. Uh, not that the quality of the class is bad. I actually think the quality of the class is very good. But this class doesn't have... This class has a lot of great prospects and a lot of really good prospects. But it does not have a lot of elite prospects. In fact, there's only one. It's Bijan. There's no other elite prospect in any position in this class. No one generational. Bryce Young is fine. I'd say he's an average number one overall picked quarterback. Average. There's one of him every year, pretty much. He's nothing special. For a number one overall pick. Of course, that means he's very good. But not special as in, you know, you can find a player of Bryce Young's caliber in most draft classes. A tight end, Michael Meyer, is great. But we're not talking generational prospect like Kyle Pitts was thought to be or, you know, 
we're talking more in the vein of a TJ Hawkinson level of prospect. Those come up from time to time and not super rare. And then at wide receiver, I like JSN and Jordan Addison, uh, but neither of them are not, they're not Jamar Chase. They're not Jamar Chase or, or someone of that caliber. Or, you know, uh, DeAndre Hopkins from back in the day. Uh, or I hate to say it, but a Sammy Watkins level prospect just shows even those prospects don't always hit. Uh, but yeah, so there is not that type of just ultra elite talent in this class other than Bijan Robinson. So since he's the only ultra elite talent in this class, he will be 101 uh, no matter what to me. I, I cannot be moved. I agree there. I think he... Even if he goes somewhere that already has an established starting running back, he displaces them. Oh, it doesn't matter who the established running back is. He's better than, I think right now, he would be a top five running back in the NFL. So I, I don't, like, I, yeah. No, no, that, that, I, I, that sounded kind of, no, that sounded crazy, but it's not. I think he'd be a top five running back in the NFL right now. So I, uh, yeah, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. He'll be number one for me. Ah, interesting. I keep hearing opposite sides on Anthony Richardson. What's your outlook on him? Hmm. Good question. Well, Anthony Richardson for me is a little bit like uh, Malik Willis in that the NFL is going to tell me how in, I I don't, I don't care. I mean, I don't care, but like, to me, he's very, very high risk. The NFL is going to tell me how in on Anthony Richardson I'm supposed to be. If Anthony Richardson falls out of the first round, I can tell you all have zero interest in him. Uh, If he goes early, then I'll probably be pretty interested because the upside's there. Uh, But, you know, he he is a high-risk prospect. I'd say for me to be in on him, I need him to have top 15 draft capital. I think he will. I, I think he will, too. I think his age gives him a lot of advantages where he comes in Young like Jordan Love was, yeah. Where there's time to give him a year or two to sit, but if he's coming in somewhere to start right away, I don't care for it. I don't. Yeah, think he's, he's not like the youngest prospect ever, but yeah, he's he'll be 22 before the season starts, just like Bryce Young. But um, definitely compared to like Will Levis, who's little. Will older. Levis is two years yeah. older. Yeah. Um. Yeah, for me, I, I like Anthony Richardson. His college stats are bad. I mean, there's no way to get around it. They're bad. So, you know, it, someone saying that he played, it's not fair to say that he played well at, at Florida. He did not. But it's a traits thing that people are looking at. Uh, you're looking to see if you can have that upside without having all of the mistakes, the inaccuracy, and really the fact that he's just not ready to run an NFL offense. Um, he wasn't ready to run a college offense. So we'll we'll have to see. What would be your ideal uh, landing spot? I'd like him to sit behind someone for a year. Year or two. I'd like... Uh, I don't even know. Right. Yeah, I, I think that if I'm looking at the board... I still think Indianapolis is going to trade up to one, you know, and then, and Houston will be two and that'll be Stroud and young. And then, uh, you know, Levis, 
think could end up in Atlanta or Carolina. And then, uh, you know, further down the board, if you look at it, I mean, Tennessee is at 11. I think that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's definitely a possibility. They could just kind of end the Malik Willis idea. Uh, have right. This is the last year of Ryan Tannehill's contract. You have Anthony Richardson. And then you, you can still have Malik Willis. You can just keep him as, you know, you still have three years left in his rookie deal, and he could be kind of the backup. I don't think Malik Willis is anything. I think he's a bust. So Anthony Richardson. And also Anthony Richardson and Malik Willis could run the same offense, similar to Ryan mm-hmm. Tannehill. Obviously, he's not quite as athletic as they are. But he, it's not that different of an offense. So that that would be I, I would say, yeah. Looking at draft order, Carolina, Tennessee at nine or eleven, do seem to be like a decent spot for him. If it, if he goes to Carolina, I'd look look for another bridge quarterback for a year. Yeah, I think I definitely think it's the kind of thing where like he. He needs to sit. I don't know how long he's going to need to sit for. I usually say sitting doesn't work, but, you know, depends. I I also don't think Anthony Richardson is worth a top 10 pick. True. Is it a matter of that sitting is often the case for prospects that just aren't ready yet and then you don't ever show that they've developed into that ready prospect? At that point, it comes down to coaching. And what do you do once the player's there? Because one of the things I hate is I hate looking at people that go, oh, look, look at this Hall of Fame athlete that was drafted three picks after your your favorite team drafted someone. And like, well, different situations. As a prospect, it may have been the right choice, and they just developed the player better. Yeah. And so how much of that is true with quarterbacks, especially as we get farther down down the board at some point you have to put ownership on the coaches to take that player and develop them yeah i i mean we'll have to see where richardson goes i want to see uh you know what he does at the combine if anything and uh yeah I, i don't think just looking at it i think washington at 16 is kind of i think i think washington is okay with just letting Sam Howell be their quarterback. I think they're fine with that. I think they're okay with that. But if Anthony Richardson fell to them at 16, I don't think they're going to trade up to get him. I don't think they're going to do anything special to get him. But I think if he were there, they would take him. But, and I don't see him getting past 16. I think that's kind of the floor. I guess, yeah, no, I really don't see him getting past that. Um, and that would still be higher draft capital than any quarterback had last year. So, yeah. What is Najee Harris's value right now? What What's the um, value to you? Um, mid to late first. Twenty uh, right. random twenty four first. That's about right. Najee Harris to me is a buy if people are really frustrated, but if I have to pay that market price, I'll just go after someone else. Um, but I, I don't hate him. I don't hate him. Would you rather have Najee or uh, whoever turns out to be the RB3 of this class? Mm, well, that kind of depends. 
depends on how good as of now I have Najee ranked higher than the RB3 in this class. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if one of the what I call what I have is the group of three <laughs> of Devon A. Chain, Zach Charbonnet, and Zach Evans, if one of them really blows up the NFL combine and then gets they're not going to go in round one. But if they get round two draft capital to a good landing spot, I could see moving for them because, I mean, Devani, they're all 2001 birthdays. So they're all three years younger than Harris or, or more. So I could see it. If they get second round draft capital, third round is a little more shaky. But second round draft capital with a clear starting landing spot. Like, let's say one of them. I mean, A-Chain is my favorite at the moment. But I like Charbonnet as well. Evans, I'm a little more skeptical that the NFL is not a fan. <laughs> dynasty <laughs> manager, he is the third in RB3 in most dynasty rankings I've seen. But the NFL, I don't know. Whereas the NFL seems to like, A-Chain is getting higher draft capital projections. But, you know, I think for those guys, a good realistic landing spot. I'm looking at the board here. Like, I don't know how good this landing spot is. But, like, 40 to Carolina, it's not... Not the worst. I mean, that's pretty good draft capital. Not maybe not my favorite landing spot, but pretty good draft capital. That's really good draft capital. Yeah, uh, fifty-two to Miami. It's another spot. And that'll depend on what Miami does in free agency too. Yeah. If they, if they choose to wait for the draft, or if they. Fifty-four to Chicago. If Montgomery walks. I can see Zach Evans being good in Chicago. Yeah, there, there are a lot of options. I mean, 45 to Atlanta. If Atlanta's really going to run the ball as much as they claim. I mean, Tyler Algier is just a guy. So they, I wouldn't hate any of these options. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of totally open backfields. So. That's what, and that's what the league's moving away from. So we're not going to see anyone getting more court. Very few there's not a lot of totally open backfields before free agency, <laughs> let yeah. alone after. And let alone before this draft class even comes in. Yeah, but, but like, there's not that many open spots for someone to come in. I mean, a free agent or two is going to get screwed. Like, yeah. someone is going to get screwed because by Bijan Robinson because there's not might not be many open backfields left. But he's going to come in and clear everyone out yep. to wherever he goes. So we'll see. That's why I'm very wary about buying running backs right now because there's just so many. This is a very not necessarily the most top-heavy running back class outside of Bijan Robinson, but this is a very deep running back class. There are a lot of running backs who can come in and make a difference. Give me, the, give me the backup running backs right now that you can potentially sell off as soon as free agency hits. And they're Lil Herbert at, is top of my list. Yeah, Tyler Algier is not a backup, but he's, uh, he's someone I don't want any part of. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Um, give me the give me the guys whose values can shift with just a single tweet from Adam Schefter, as they're standing in their backfield goes up or he goes down. Yeah, I mean, and then, and then make that move. Guys. Yeah, I mean, of the ones to sell, the ones that have the highest value. I mean, J.K. Dobbins is like not way overvalued. Um, I've seen at least five mocks where they've taken Bijan Robinson in the first round. So just the fact that that's a possibility 
which would reduce J.K. Dobbins' value to zero, essentially zero. Mm-hmm. I mean, J.K. Dobbins, if Bijan Robinson were drafted there, J.K. Dobbins would hold similar value to like what Kenneth Gainwell is worth now. Like, or what Elijah Mitchell is worth now. He would lose 80% of his value. So, yeah. J.K. Dobbins is like, you have no upside and all risk. He's a player I just don't understand. Najee Harris is a little less risky. I, I don't see any universe. In, the Steelers are not replacing Najee Harris or even supplanting Najee Harris. I actually don't think the Steelers are even acquiring a running back. I think they're happy with Jalen Warren as their mm-hmm. backup. Uh, this one I'm a little more worried about. This one I'm a little bit more worried about. I will tell you that they cannot go in with Latavius Murray as their backup to Javante Williams. I saw a recent article where it said that the Broncos were interested in signing David Montgomery. And then another one that said they were interested in Miles Sanders. And those are threats. Those are not irrelevant. Miles Sanders is definitely a threat to Javante. So is David Montgomery. I mean, David Montgomery has done a lot more in the NFL than Javante Williams. Mm-hmm. They're both a threat. Um, I, I mean, they're both a threat. David Montgomery, to, they're scary in different ways. David mm-hmm. Montgomery is more scary that he could become the starter completely. Because David Montgomery has proven that he can play on all three downs and really be a workhorse when necessary. Miles Sanders is scary in that Miles Sanders is actually pretty explosive if you give him like 40% of work. So he'll, he'll never go away. He's actually good on limited touches, just not good. When you really try to give him 20 carries, he doesn't work. He just wears down. He gets injury, tired, efficiency goes away. So they're both scary. And they would both reduce Javante Williams' value. And they ha- the Broncos have to do something. Javante Williams is not going to be ready. Javante Williams is a huge sell to me. I have no interest. Yeah. Uh, Javante managed to hopeful going going to Lashley, who was finally out of his uh, 55-45 running back uh, share, only to injure himself. And now look, looks like he's going to fall back into another 40-40-20 split, depending on everyone that comes in. I just need to see it with him. And I don't even know what I'm looking to see, but... What, you like didn't whenever... see it in his first, in his rookie year when he... Well, no, yeah. no. After no, the injury, I'm being sarcastic. No, the rookie when he was, year... When he, actually... was up to RB, when he was up to RB5? Well, no, actually, the rookie year, he played pretty well, but the injury, this injury is is brutal. Like, brutal. It's like a multiple, yeah. uh, you know, injury. So... Yeah, he, 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 he got, he got messed, up, messed up pretty good. But he's he's someone I'm gonna say. He was he was he was overvalued. That's before that. So my point, and that's just the where we're at with dynasty valuations of players. We get hyped on things and keep kind of jerking ourselves off for it. Yeah. Like, oh, Javante. Oh, he's at RB. I want to be the guy that has an RB seven, and someone's like, oh, I want to have an RB six. Like, yeah, okay, just... we're just gonna keep. I just want to kind of stay away from him. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not the worst running back value, but he uh, he comes with a lot of risk. Well, can he pick it? Get better in his second season? I, I mean, he wasn't bad. Kenny Pickett is someone who I think 
if you just look at the raw numbers, they're going to say he was a lot worse than he really was. Mm-hmm. He really was not bad. He really was not bad. A lot of those, he had that game where he had three interceptions, zero turnover worthy throws. So if you just, it's Kenny Pickett was better than the numbers say he was. I think he will get better in his second season. And I think that the Steelers are committed to Kenny Pickett, like pretty solidly. I think they're going to give him a chance. You know, I think Kenny Pickett is going to be their starter this year for sure, obviously. And then I, I don't really see him as someone who's going to be replaced um, anytime soon. Unless they just, I mean, any team can bottom out and go 2-15, and 15, but this, this is a Mike Tomlin team. Mike Tomlin doesn't go 2-15. and 15. So yeah, assuming they're, they're like decent or good next year, Kenny Pickett's not getting replaced. So, yeah, I think he's fine. Yep, he's definitely building building well. He showed development through the year. I think a big defining moment for him was the, the, the Raiders-Steelers game end of the season. I think that showed Steelers have faith in him. I think the fan base got behind him a little bit more with that game. Yeah, and, you know, he's either going to have the same or better weapons next year. Um, I don't think Deontay Johnson is actually going anywhere as much as there's a lot of things. I don't really think that's actually happening. You think he's going to punch Kenny Pickett? No. (laughs) And, you know, Pickens will be in year two. There were some rumors that they could pick Jordan Addison. I, I think that's, I think that's a little bit of a pipe dream, but you never know. I just think the Steelers have bigger needs than picking a receiver at 17th overall. Yep, there's other gaps in that roster. They're, yeah, they they have Calvin Austin as a potential wide receiver three, and I think they'll sign like a veteran to kind of compete for that spot. But Deontay and Pickens is like one and two, and then you know a veteran and Calvin Austin at three and four is is a pretty is a fine room with Pat Fryer, who's also solid at tight end. So I, I don't think receiver is a huge need for them. <laughs> How much do you value Jacoby Myers? Mm. Uh, well, it's tough. Jacoby Myers, he needs to sign in the right place. Yeah. He, Jacoby's Jacoby. Like, he's he's going to be the guy that gets you 60 to 70 catches for 800 yards wherever he goes. He's, he's going to get four yeah. touchdowns. He's I can just, get that on the waiver wire with yeah. more upside. He's just okay. I, I do actually kind of like, I mean, he's not bad. I mean, he's someone I'd consider picking, but I'm at wide receiver 43 in Dynasty, and that's not even including rookies. So it's not not someone I'm super high on. I'm, I'm not upset if he's the last flex on my roster. Yeah. But... If I if I'm looking at my team and I've got him slotted in as wide receiver three, I'm I'm kind of panicking. I don't want him to be my wide receiver three. Exactly. Like it's and just once rookies are included, I won't even want him as a four. More of a five to me. Where does Dalton Schultz land? Honestly, don't care where he goes. He's he's a strong tight end, but he's. He's just a guy. He, um, do you think he stays? 
No. No. I'm starting to lean toward that way. I've been saying he's going to stay for like a really long time. But I'm starting to doubt it. I want I want to see I want to see something some something more from him away from Dallas away from their big two tight end sets I want to see him earn it in a crowded offense. Yeah, he he's definitely a player. I'm like, like I said, I'm starting to sour on. Because if he doesn't stay, I'm gonna be kind of scared. How many good tight end landing spots do you think there are right now? Oh, with, plenty of them. With, with, the, with the amount of strong wide receiver talent. I mean, the Chargers would be good. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's not – there aren't that many. Like, he can go to Jacksonville if Ingram doesn't resign, but – I think they're going to resign Ingram. Yeah. I'm just worried that, like, he's going to get a boatload of money from Houston. And then, like, or something like that. Or Carolina. And it's just, like, not going to be fantasy gold. Yeah, there's... I'm trying to think who has the cap to actually go out and spend 8 to $10 million a year on a tight end right now. And I'm like, there's not much. Yeah, I was thinking he would be back, but it's not looking like that <laughs> lately. We'll see. Um, I would say, is there anywhere he can go where he even maintains the same value as Dallas? Or no? Jets? That's not me. No. That's not I, I would say no. You don't think he can outdo Conklin and Uzama? I mean, first of all, the Jets can't afford it because they signed those contracts last year. And secondly, yeah. no. I don't think that it's a good spot, really. For some reason, I just think that it works in Dallas, but I don't know if he's going to translate to another team very well. We'll have to see. Detroit could use another tight end. That's true. I don't know if that's a great spot, though. They didn't use Hawkinson that much. Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. That was... I feel like both teams got better with that trade. It's bizarre, but it's actually kind of true. The Lions often started clicking better. They didn't feel like they were forcing it to Hawkinson, even though he had like that one 200-yard game. And then somehow, after trading away a star tight end, ended up doing extremely well. And that could have been the difference in them potentially winning against Buffalo on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Or, or winning it's the Carolina so weird. They, the playoffs. Their season totally turned around, like, you know, right after. Within that one week, yep. I don't really know. Is better quarterback going to land in Atlanta? Um, I just think Atlanta is so far away, like a Band-Aid, better maybe, but it's only through the draft. I don't think Atlanta, a lot of people on my Derek Carr thread were like, Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. And I was like, mm, that one, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see that. Why would Derek Carr go there? That team is bad. 
the defense is atrocious. You know, it's the offense is really, I mean, yes, they have Drake London and Kyle Pitts, but they don't have anyone else. And I just defense felt like it was like 10 players away from being good somehow. They just, yeah, they're just not there. I think Atlanta needs a total reset. So I do think at eight or trading up, they could be interested in a young quarterback. I think it's either going to be Desmond Ritter or someone in the first round. And potentially if it's Anthony Richardson, uh, you know, Desmond Ritter could start the season and then Anthony Richardson could come in. But I, I don't see. I mean, we'll see. I mean, what Atlanta does in free agency is going to tell you a lot. To be honest, if they sign someone like okay, that would make me more likely to think that Desmond Ritter is actually going to be the starter. Like if they sign someone like who's like okay, yeah. Ritter Ritter was fine for how limited his snaps were this year, and with the, the offense Arthur Smith wants to run, with no Kyle Pitts at the end of last year when he was playing. Give him a full offseason. I, I, if I'm Atlanta, I do kind of want to see what Ritter has to. With the, I think it's better. The to franchises. See, I think it's better to see what Ritter has over any veteran option out there, given what they would cost. But I think that if you get to eight and the quarterback you want in the first round is there, that Ritter is not enough of an obstacle to stop me from taking. I think that's really what what the situation is. So. It's really going to come down to that. Desmond Ritter is another Davis Mills, though. I don't think he's good. I never thought he was good. I don't like him. And I think if he falls into a starting job in year two, he's going to be out of a starting job by year three, just like Gardner Minshew. Um, Same career path. It's always the same with these guys. Davis Mills had a little bit in year one, fell into starting job in year two, lost job in year three. You know, Gardner Minshew, Davis Mills, same thing. I think Desmond Ritter is the next in that line. Um, he is not good. He's not good. But better to let him see. It. The Falcons going into 2023 are going to be better than the Texans were going into this year. So it's possible he could be okay. So he's a better shot. But that's that assumes that they don't pick someone in the first round. What is the Cardinals offense going to look like in 2023? Okay, so I hate to use this comparison, but I actually think it's very similar to the Browns going into 2022. It's just a lost season. You get into this sometimes. You have, this is what the way it is. If you have a quarterback who's under a huge contract, who misses a majority of the season, you're just screwed. You're just screwed. You cannot, and you know it, and there's no way to get out of it. That's the situation they're in. They're stuck under Kyler's contract through the uh, series of guarantees through like 2026 or 2027. They can't get rid of him. But they have to pay the salary cap charge. So they can't make a competitive team. You can't make, you can barely make a competitive team with a $45 million Kyler, let alone with a $45 million Kyler you don't have. So they're screwed. They're screwed. They're completely screwed. It's not going to be good. And I think that by the time Kyler's ready to come back, I'm not sure that Kyler's going to come back. So I would just say chalk up 2023 to be a completely lost season for the Cardinals. This is how I see their season. Oh, I love it. That's Oscar the Grouch. I love it. Driving a garbage truck. And teams are going to have fun just teeing off on the Cardinals. 
It's going to be defensive ends and linebackers getting their sacks for the year, helping themselves in their future free agent conversations by saying, oh, look, I finished the season with inflated stat numbers because I got to play the Cardinals twice. I do think that um, whoever signs as the Cardinals quarterback is having an interesting audition. Like, they're going to get to start a lot of games. And that's an interesting mm-hmm. audition. I think they're going to go for someone slightly higher end. Wouldn't it be funny if they signed Baker Mayfield? I was thinking of another Browns quarterback that I thought could have also been part of the conversation about Atlanta that I didn't mention, but Jacoby Brissett. Making um, a career is... He wasn't bad. He wasn't bad, but Jacoby Brissett, I think, is a backup. I'm more interested in, like, Gardner Minshew. We'll see. Whoever signs there, though, it's an intri- it's an intriguing opportunity. But DeAndre Hopkins will be gone. I'm pretty confident he's going to be traded. Because you're not going to want to sit on a lost season at 31. James Conner stays... Um, yeah, there's just too much. Dead, there's too much dead cap. And no way out of it. Really yeah. Like in there. Yep. Hollywood Brown. I'll take it for him. Hollywood Brown. I mean, they have him under contract. Oh, he'll be there. Is, yeah, isn't spot track so great? <laughs> yeah, it really is. All right. Um. 10-team Superflex have Pitts, Schultz, and Andrews. Would it be too much to give up 206, 301, and Andrews to get Waddle? No. Uh, if it's not tight end premium, it's not too much. If it's tight end premium, then Andrews and Waddle are pretty equal to me. Well, actually, not really. I'd still rather have Waddle. It's not actually that much. Andrews is someone I'm a little shaky on. If Lamar is gone, I am perfectly fine with taking the 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 picks or taking uh, Waddle. But Andrew's best ever production in his career was when Lamar was gone. It was twenty not this year, but it was twenty twenty one. Yeah, about Lamar. Those were his best games. So I, I'm not sure Lamar is that helpful. So. Yeah, I, I'm fine with this. I'm fine with taking Waddle. Okay. For the questionable trades I made that got me lambasted on Twitter, that's interesting. Uh, how do you think my team ended up? I plan on using those. I, I don't know. This you got. You got to put. I. You do you know how many notifications I get? Like I, you gotta put these in the chat, like directly, for me to follow along with that. Um, I have two twenty four first and no first in twenty three. Uh, the one hundred seven owner wants my projected twenty late twenty four first plus for one hundred seven. Would you play a plus to do this? And if so, what? Um, I mean. I guess, like, 
I guess, right? Like, I'm not that excited for it, though. Yeah, I don't know how much that plus is. Yeah, that what plus is that plus? Is, if that plus is throwing like a third round pick on there, sure. But for me, the cutoff for just sending a first round pick this year is like the 108, 109 for any random 24 first. And honestly, late is hard to judge on February 20th of yeah, that kind so of year. True. Anything can happen. Suddenly, that 24 first is looking at a top four pick. I would do the 107 for the for the 24 year 24 late first straight up, but obviously he doesn't want to make that pick. Yeah, I love this um, this sleeper alert. Financially constrained and without a first round pick, the Rams will likely run it back with their current roster in 2023, as if we didn't know that. <laughs> what does that even mean? I didn't get I didn't get that notification. Oh really? And I'm, I'm okay with not getting it. Yeah. I think they I think they think you need to know that, Tyler. Oh, okay. You're not thinking hard enough about football that you just forgot that the Rams have no uh, Yeah, no, I totally forgot. Would you rather have Javante Williams or the one oh two? The one oh two. One oh two. Yeah, easily. Uh Daniel, no, the one oh four. Yeah, or even lower than that. Daniel Jones wants forty five million and Saquon is likely to hit the market. Are you buying it? Uh, no, <laughs> no, I'm not buying any of it. Uh, Daniel Jones is not getting 45 million, and Saquon um, might be hitting the market. I don't know. It depends. Yep. But Dan- the franchise yeah, tag for Daniel Jones would be 32 million. So I don't know how much more he's getting than that. Yep, I, I agreed. He's gonna get he's gonna get somewhere around 30 to 35 million total for a year, and that's gonna be. What's going to be that? Saquon might hit the market. We'll see. That's a Patreon link. And that is the link to my, um, to just buy the spreadsheet. All right. Uh, give Dylan and Zappy get cousins, 10 teams, uh, 12 team Superflex. Uh, what? This is ridiculous. It's Kirk Cousins easily. Jameis to the Falcons. I can see that as a backup. But Jameis, yeah. I think his career as a starter in the NFL is over. There's a reason he never got the starting job back from Andy Dalton. Yeah, they kind of did him. And no one wants but... to say, and no one wants to like talk about it. Everyone just wants to be like, Jameis got robbed. No, Jameis just is bad. Isn't sh- yeah, he's not showing what he's supposed to be or what he's marketed to be. He would on a five and twelve team. And that's hope. That's praying that he's allowed to sling it after he's thrown twenty interceptions. Yeah, I don't know if Arthur Smith would allow it. How high would I be drafting Pitts in two quarterback tight end premium and startups? Uh, probably higher than you, Anthony. Um, Early second. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Happy Monday, guys. 12 Team Superflex. Would you rather have 210 or 303 and 309? Uh, that's hard to say this far out, but I- I'll take the 210. 
I, I want the 210 because I feel like some they'll jump a lot in the next two months. I feel I like there's the going to be... Right there. Like, the 303 and 309 trade is always going to be there. I feel like the 210 is going to be a tier above the 303. Mm-hmm. 100%. So uh, chances Hopkins ends up catching passes from Mahomes or Lamar Baltimore? Uh, I have said that the Chiefs could trade for DeAndre Hopkins so, so, so many times. So that one, I think, is likely. Uh, Lamar and Baltimore, zero. Zero. No uh, wide receivers ever going to voluntarily go to Baltimore unless they're ring chasing. And I'm not sure DeAndre Hopkins is at that stage of his career yet. I think he still wants to put up numbers. And you don't put up numbers in Baltimore. So uh, zero on Lamar in Baltimore. Uh, I have said the Chiefs are by far the most likely trade destination for DeAndre Hopkins. So... That would be my first choice if you were traded, most likely, in my opinion. They need a receiver. They just won the Super Bowl. They need a receiver badly. I think Juju is going to walk. So, I think Juju walks. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Kadarius Tony inconsistent, always injured. Sky Moore looked horrible all year. I mean, MVS is overpaid, and they can get rid of him and save a good amount of money at the start of the year. So... Yeah, I think they're going to have a complete overhaul, and someone like DeAndre Hopkins could certainly be a part of it. But yeah, the Chiefs are someone I feel like they're going to draft another receiver in the draft because I feel like they have to. Would, would Hopkins going to the Chiefs be almost similar to Moss going to Brady and the Patriots? It could be. It could be because Patrick Mahomes is that good. And DeAndre Hopkins is a Hall of Fame level receiver, so absolutely, yes, could be. Definitely could be. Good comparison. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is someone who definitely still has it, but probably is not going to, at this point in his career, succeed with Andy Dalton or Jacoby Brissett or whoever, Gardner Minshew. But with Patrick Mahomes, I think DeAndre Hopkins could be a wide receiver one for fantasy. Of course, in Dynasty, I'd sell him if he went there. But mm-hmm. you know. The minute that news got announced. <laughs> yeah, I'm just worried that he doesn't end up there, that he ends up somewhere that's just, like, it's okay, okay, but not quite as good. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of okay destinations, but that one is like off the charts. And for someone like like Hopkins, who's been seemingly quarter quarterback proof for most of his career in Houston and then in Arizona, like he'll be fine wherever he goes. Yeah, I agree with that. But can he be, can he be absolutely elite? I think it's world changing, game breaking. Yes, he can still do that if given the right quarterback. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Hey, Andrea. Hello. Uh, Garrett Wilson in 101 or Javante Williams, 102, 109, 110, and 203. Oh, I mean, it's Garrett Wilson in the 101 very easily. Yep. Um, I'd rather have the 101 over the 102 by a lot, and then I'd rather have Garrett Wilson over that package of two late firsts and Javante and the 203. But anyway, I mean, the 101 is worth so much more. I mean, the 101 for the 102 and, like, 109 is pretty fair. And then Garrett yeah, Wilson over that package. That's where I was adding. I was like, yeah. Javante for the 109, the 102 and 110 for the 101, and then I just get Garrett Wilson for the 203. Yeah, it's pretty easy. <laughs> um, thanks for the show. You're welcome. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, I would have I would have definitely come on alone for a few minutes, just to say hi. Uh, but I appreciate Patrick for coming on and not making me have to do this alone. Um one QB option, one QB with lead with option to keep up to five keepers. I have Chase, Cup, 
Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, DK, and Javante, who would you cut? Uh, I mean, Javante. Uh, and then, man, that's brutal. One, two, three, four. That's There's six there, right? Uh, oh, yeah. So just Javante then. That's easy. And when you trade Cup for Bijan straight up, yes. Uh, why would the Cowboys franchise a 26-year-old running back with a broken leg, only a split carries, and not receive goal line work, especially with this free agency and rookie RB classes? I agree with you, but that's what they're going to do. Like, it doesn't matter what we think they should do. That's what they're going to do. They're going to retain Tony Pollard. Could you see them just putting, a, like, a, a tender on him? Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. The slightly cheaper, yeah. I think he'd sign for more on the free agent market, actually. Probably. So, yeah, I think they will retain him with the franchise tag. And then with Zeke, Zeke is either going to have to take a pay cut or they'd only save $5 million by cutting him, but I think they still will cut him if he doesn't take a pay cut. They're not they, going to keep Zeke at his current salary. Yeah. Um, and they can cut him. It, it would be brutal, but if, for the first time, it would save them money to cut him. I agree with you. This is not the best way to... Uh, appropriate dollars and like set up your team, but it's Jerry Jones. This is what he's going to do. Um, yeah. So you just have to keep in mind that like I can criticize the Cowboys for that as much as I want, but it's not going to stop them from doing it. Should we be training fields while his value is high? It seems like he's a great fantasy quarterback right now, but the real NFL is not sold on him. And he could be done in two more years. No fantasy points if he doesn't play. Um, I mean, to a degree, maybe, but uh, I'm not in a rush to sell fields. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm selling fields, I'm, I'm waiting for the NFL draft to happen. I'm waiting for the Bears and free agency to happen. Because it's not going to go, his value is not going to go down based on that. His value is going to go up as he gains weapons and he gains an offense around him. Yeah. I do think it's going to be a better offense this year. Yes, much better. Because it can't be worse. Um, <laughs> no, no... Not passing-wise. Anyway. Wait, how, so how, how is their offense like bottom four in the NFL when every other defense in their division is bottom five in the league? Don't know. Like, how are they that bad? I don't know. They got to play the Lions and the Vikings defense twice. I honestly, I really don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. What kind of pieces would you need to move from Josh Allen to Hurts? Not much. Not much. Yeah. I mean, early to mid-second. On top of Hurts. At, at most. Not not much. If anything. Give me like the, two, me like the 202. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Schultz to Green Bay or Tampa Bay, I could see. Uh, uh, Green Bay can't afford him. Uh, Tampa Bay also can't afford him. So, I don't think so. Tampa Bay has K-Dot, and I think they're happy with him. As a cheap, cheap tight end, I don't think they're going to be signing Dalton Schultz. They just cannot afford him. Green Bay, I think they have other needs. Uh, Dobbins College production is pretty elite. That's true. Um, is it the injuries who dropped him so far? Or do you not like him as a runner? I just think it's the kind of thing where, like, we've seen three years. He hasn't been a workhorse in those three years. There was an injury. He missed time. 
took him a while to come back from that injury. He wasn't the same. Yeah, he looked good, but it just, he's at the end of his rookie deal. This is when you sell a running back. You know, you want those early years in Dynasty. And now we're past that. And now we're on to the fourth year of the rookie deal. This is when most running backs, like Miles Sanders, even if they have a great year, still lose value. Um, or David Montgomery, who not quite as good, and he's lost a lot of value. This is just when you move on. This is when you move on outside of someone who's elite. And he has not been elite in the NFL at all. He hasn't even been fantasy great other than a few games here and there. He's had like, what, two, five, six game stretches of being great in three years? I mean, that's not that good. So for someone like that, uh, I'm always just selling them. All the risk is on your side. The only running backs I'm willing to carry beyond that are like your Jonathan Taylor types. or He's going into year four as well. Or someone like Christian McCaffrey. J.K. Dobbins is not that. Send the screenshots. I-, I will say, when we're asking questions on live shows, the question needs to fit into this chat function. Like, if you ask the question somewhere else or, or anywhere else, like, I'm not going to be able to pull that in on a live show. I do have a Patreon question show that I do. It's not live, so it's, I can do this. It's not live. If you're in the Patreon, I take questions in the Patreon Discord. I type them out on the show sheet, have them ready in advance, and then I do a solo show. Uh, the first one is on the YouTube channel. You can see it. I do a solo show for everybody, but all the questions are from the Patreon. So I do take outside questions that way. But yeah, no, uh, trying to tweet me the background to the question during the show. I, I, I can, yeah, it takes me a while to pull that in. The, the questions on live shows need to be in the live chat here. I and super go. chats get them read faster. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, I usually get to all the questions, but yeah, super chats will get the question read immediately if you don't want to wait. Um, but usually I get to all the questions, but sometimes I fall behind. So if you want an immediate answer while you're watching, the super chat is the way to go. Uh, but yeah, try trying to ask me questions on Twitter. They're not going to get read on the show. Unless they're right. Um, so you're kind of buying it. I don't remember what I was kind of buying. Um, inbox offer to receive Trevor Lawrence for CD lamb. John Mechie, and a 24-second. 10-team Superflex start 10. Um, well, in a 10-team Superflex, I would say that CeeDee Lamb and Trevor Lawrence are pretty equal. In the 12-team Superflex, I'd much rather Lawrence. But in a 10-team Superflex, it reduces the value of quarterbacks pretty significantly. So, Because there's not the scarcity. So in that case, I mean, the value is probably on the Lamb side. Yep, and with what your roster is still currently looking like, having three quarterbacks... You're good. You don't yeah. need to go and sell your sell your wide receiver two for Trevor Lawrence there. Yeah, I'm gonna keep this. Yeah, okay. We talked about this. Hopkins doesn't have a no trade clause. Yeah, but when you're that age, uh, you every player does. You have an essential no trade clause. At that age, you're not going to who someone who's made hundreds of million dollars of guaranteed money. Players of that age and that prestige do not get traded to places they don't want to be. They just don't. It just doesn't happen. So when you're that, it's like in the NBA. You, you don't trade players at that age. And, and if you do, there's part of a package they get released. It just doesn't happen. So while he does not have a no trade clause, DeAndre Hopkins isn't going somewhere he doesn't want to go. What's your take on Trubisky landing somewhere? Pfft, that is not going to happen. Irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, irrelevant. He'll be on uh, a roster, sure. <laughs> yeah, he's a backup, though. Is Jameson Williams a sell? I mean, 
No. I'd say no. He's talented. I've got I've got him in a lot of places. I'm not looking to sell him. He seems fairly valued to me. So I, I like wouldn't see it. He's a buy or so. Once the draft, once the NFL draft happens, I feel like his value is going to go down potentially. Potentially. And he might be open up a small buy window. Yeah, I agree with that. He's not a sell to me, though. When you feel comfortable with Trevor Lawrence, Lamar, and Lance and your quarterback as a 12 team superflex uh, competing team, I, I would. I would. This is pretty good. Yep. It's pretty good. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is a quarterback one. I mean, Lamar is also a quarterback one. And Lance as a quarterback three is fine. So, fine with this. Uh, this is the kind of quarterback room I really dislike Trey Lance. But if you replaced Trey Lance with someone in Trey Lance's value range, this is the kind of quarterback room I could see myself constructing. Um, so, I, I, I kind of like the way it's constructed. All right. So, that's the end of the questions. Uh, so I guess we can uh, start to wrap up the show. You got anything you want to plug? Um, I'd say check check my pinned tweets on Twitter at St. Patrick FF um, for uh, some BetUS promos and some free cash that you can win that way. Um, also check out um, Run Boys After Dark every Friday night at 9 o'clock. We talk a bunch of crap and roast each other for ridiculous takes and have a ton of fun just talking whatever is popular in football whether it be the NFL's rigged, fantasy, dynasty, betting, you name it, you want to talk about it, we'll talk about it. So check us out with, at the Run Boys Fantasy Network. I love that. And then for me, Patreon, uh, the Venmo for the Patreon, and then uh, additionally, just if you're here, oh, I appreciate that and, and that. Um, if you're here, make sure to like the video, leave a comment, and subscribe to the channel. Um, I'll be back here tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. Eastern uh, with the Mock Draft Show. And then we'll be back next week with another episode of this. Um, and then uh, if there's any news that comes out, I'll do a short video on that. Uh, but there hasn't been any, so no short videos recently. <laughs> and as always, I'll see you all on Twitter at Tyler Creator. Uh, but until then, I'll see you all next time.